You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi y'all, welcome to session 15. I am so excited for you to dive into today's session. I cannot believe we are 15 sessions into Monica and I's journey and I'm just so pumped for you guys to get to listen today to hear her progress and to see how all of those pieces that we've been focused on and talking about are really coming together for her mindset, strategy, and execution, and then to see what's coming up for her next. So thank you so much again for listening. Thank you for being part of this. And I think this is going to be a really fun episode just to see all of the pieces coming together. All right. How you doing? What's going on? Good. I'm doing great. To be honest, after the last call, I was like so mad. Like, I can't believe I wasted a call on that, but it's helped so much. So thank you so much for the patience to like <laughs> drill that in. Um, I obviously needed it. Oh, so good. Well, I think that that's sometimes the stuff that makes us crazy in business is we feel like we're wasting time on the basics or the foundation or whatever. And we're like, what, but what else? What else? What else? Right. Uh-huh. And it's like, but if we nail those basics, everything else is easy. So like kudos to you for, for moving into that. Thank you. So you have some exciting news. Yeah. So I have another client. Woo! It's been fun. And actually it was so funny when you were like, so how are you celebrating? I was like, I already did. I celebrated before she came. So it's just fun to see like everything, how it's all working out and playing out and like the positivity and all of that. And then knowing, which I think, I mean, you guys talk about it all the time in happy magic and, you know, the happy thoughts. It's just, it's hard to, to feel that when you don't know what it feels like, but once you get it, it's just like, oh yeah, you know? Totally. Like you, you knew you could celebrate before she even like signed on. You were like, this is done. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's so true. And I think then of course, from that place, it's so easy. And of course she does. Right. But it's like that awkward middle ground of like, can I believe it before I see it? Right. Exactly. And then can I let myself celebrate it without being like, oh, but I might be disappointed or this might be awful or whatever. Right. Yeah, totally. So exciting that Monica has signed another client, that she's getting her intensive. She's really starting to see the momentum pick up and it's so beautiful to see that coming together. And I love that she mentioned worrying at first that it had been a wasted session last time and was able to reflect that that wasn't at all true and it actually got her into a lot of action and got her a big result. And so I want to reflect that and I want this to be really beautiful evidence for you guys, whether you're the coach or the client. Having the same conversation, doing a recap, talking about the same thing over and over is sometimes exactly where the transformation occurs. It's that patience and persistence piece that we've been talking about a lot, which is that we don't always have to be the coach that always has the next new thing to say, nor do we have to be the client that never asks the same question twice. 
So often the transformation occurs in asking the same question twice, in being willing to have the same conversation again. And that's often when it finally solidifies and clicks for us. So I hope this is beautiful evidence and beautiful permission for you guys and just so freaking excited for Monica. So good. Okay, so um, just give me like a little rundown, like update, like what's going on? Where are you at? What's going on client-wise? Like just give me a brain dump. Okay. So it's going really good. So I have my challenge next week. So right now it's kind of like the final week, um, promoting it. I start on Monday and that's feeling really good. Um, I have been feeling really, really good about my content. Just I've kind of taken a little bit of a turn and started talking about passive income and savings and profit and, you know, smart business, which are all areas I'm so passionate about. So it's just been nice to to put that out there and to have people, you know, get it and understand and be curious about it. Cause I didn't talk about it for a long time. I kind of felt like, Oh, might be over people's head. They might not be thinking about it, but it's nice to be able to open up that conversation. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think it's also like nice to just give yourself permission to talk about what you want to talk about. Right. Like it's so undervalued how it's, how easy but difficult that is where we're like, oh, but someone might not want to hear this or it may not be the thing or whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's just what I want to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're, you're totally right. Cause you know, I have friends that are in business and it's, it always comes back to like, you know, saving and doing it smart and all of this. And for whatever reason, I mean, it kind of felt like, yeah, like I wasn't ready to talk about it or I couldn't talk about it, but you're right. It's just like, what do you want to talk about? And then just kind of talk about it. So it's been, it's been feeling really good. Amazing. And then this client just kind of found you through your content, reached out, had um, been like pretty ready to, to buy and sign up, which is so funny, right? Because of course that aligns with when you start talking about the thing you want to talk about, right? Yeah, it's been so I like and and it's hard for me to put it into words but you're right like it's just it all just feels so like quick and easy and like natural but it's if I were to try to like think and like put something together like I just can't like it just happened you know mm-hmm. totally <sighs> I think um it's so cool that we're illustrating this behind the scenes piece of it too because I think that like that's why it's so hard to coach around it or explain it sometimes, right? Because once it starts happening, you just feel like, well, of course it's happening. And it wasn't like any one particular thing. It was just all the things I've done. And it was all the ways I've changed my mindset and all the new thoughts I've stepped into and all the content I've put out, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, as I as I wind down on Happy Magic and like having our last call or Happy Magic call where... I, I talked about like me just getting this check for $2,000 after just, you know, the day before saying like, I just want to receive like an extra two grand, like that would be pretty cool. And then didn't think anything else of it. It's really how fast things start to happen when you detach and you, you know, you just have that belief, but you're not obsessed over it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's all of that and bringing it into the business, which I struggled so hard with that because I was so obsessed. Like I I wanted it so bad that all I thought about was like it not happening because that's really the result instead of giving myself that space to just, you know, let it work and let it happen and just hold that belief without, you know, obsessing. So that's been important. 
Oh my God. Right. I think it's so cool to see that. I think that one thing, um, I really want to illustrate for you that I think you did so, so, so beautifully. And I just like really want to make this a thing because I want you to know that this is a tool that you can use over and over again, which is like this shifted so much when we started doing that base camp check-in of like, what do you want to feel today and how are you going to get it? Yeah. And every day you were just like, I want to feel like I'm serving a bunch of people. Like, I want to feel like I'm showing up for my people. I want to feel like I'm proud of how I showed up today. Like all this stuff. And then as soon as you did, you're like, signed a client, signed another client, signed another client, right? Like it just starts to flow. Got a $2,000 check out of nowhere, like all this stuff, right? And it's because you did the work every day to be in the place you wanted to be before all that stuff showed up, right? Like you started to serve like you had clients before the clients showed up and then they of course come, right? Oh, detachment. So interesting, right? Monica mentioned that all I used to think about was it not happening. And then randomly I got, you know, 2K in one day because I wasn't attached, right? And I think that that is so powerful. Like she's finally signing clients because she's creating the feeling she wants now, right? And what she illustrated so beautifully was like, all I used to think about was it not happening. Now, all I'm thinking about is how to feel good now and the results are pouring in. I'm getting the random 2K, I'm signing the client. And so the evidence is just huge in this episode that when you do the work again and again, when you detach and when you get really solid on this, it's wild what can show up for you. But if you spend all your time thinking about how it's not happening, it generally will continue to not happen. So watch your thoughts, watch what you're telling yourself, stay detached, and you will be so surprised at all of the ways the universe will meet you. Yeah, you're totally right. And it's like, that reminder has been so important, even though it takes like 30 seconds out of my day, but it's really like, like, well, how do you want to feel? And then how are you going to make it happen? You know, something that's so simple, but, you know, stacking that day, day over day, like on top of each other and just holding that belief really has been incredible. So cool. I'm so proud of you. Give me an update on um, kind of like the calendaring stuff. Okay. So, oh, like I never thought it would help me so much. Um, Yeah. So it's been good. So what I've done is I've kind of like sectioned it out um, throughout the day. So I have like four to five hours to work every morning, Monday to Friday. And now what I've done, cause I did that last week. And so now it's like my first week actually working with it where I'm seeing, and I know you had just mentioned this on one of your lives about, you know, like scheduling base camp, like base camp mm-hmm. is on your schedule. That's your time. And so what I've been able to do is like, okay, if this is my time to do, you know, like communicating or whatever. Now, once I'm in there, I'm documenting like, okay, what am I doing? So I could break it up even easier. Um, so, so for instance, it's like hanging out in my group instead of just being like, you know, build relationships on Facebook. Like I'm able to kind of break it up even better, which is helping. Yeah, I know that totally makes sense because it doesn't feel, it feels clear, I think is what you're saying. It doesn't feel so jumbled where it's like, we'll build relationships, WTF, right? Yeah. It's like go in my group and engage for 15 minutes, which is like totally different way of thinking about it, right? Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, um, 
you know, so like the first day I'm like all excited to do this, you know, waking up, having my schedule and it's like, my daughter has FOMO. So all of a sudden she's up being like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's nice to be able to have the flexibility of like, okay, I know what I should have been doing, but now I'm doing this. So now that's going to go, you know, in my next spot. So being able to adjust my day and have the flexibility without like getting pissed off or like now just not doing it, like just having that flexibility and allowing myself to just like deal with whatever's going to happen has been great. I love that you brought that up because I think that that's what most people's like biggest fear of scheduling is or something is that like then if the kid throws it off or the life happens or whatever, the husband comes home from work early or any of the things, then we're like scared about it almost, right? And I think I'm so glad that you're having the opposite experience, which is it actually lets me be more chill in that situation because I can see how I can move the puzzle pieces later. And I can like actively like make the choice that I would rather be doing that. And so it feels powerful still. Like my girl's up, I'd much rather be with her at this moment. And that feels powerful, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's been, it's been great. And it's, you know, like you said, it's the puzzle and it's those pieces and constantly moving them, but just the knowing and the organization and the plan has been, I mean, I'm, I'm way more efficient and I'm getting way more done and I still have the same exact time that I've had for the last couple months. So it's, it's felt really good. Another thing um, that I'll just add to that, just for you to kind of like, <clears throat> pay attention to that I have found really helpful is that especially as you're starting to add clients, like over time, you'll have a really good idea. Like I know approximately, or let's say on average, how much time I spend per week on each client in base camp per month on clients in base camp, how much time I'm dedicated to client calls, how much time I've dedicated to social media and marketing. And, and it really makes you strategic because you're like, wait, does is this makes sense? Like, are my, is my price in alignment with how much time I'm spending interacting with clients? Is my marketing and the sales I'm getting in alignment with how much time I'm spending on it? That kind of stuff. So it helps you really collect a ton of data in your business when you do it that way too. Okay. I love that. So you can pay attention to it from that perspective too. Like, okay, if I like pretty much followed my calendar this week and I go back and count it up, like how much of my time is going to what, right? Yeah, exactly. I think you're already really good with that. But like just, you know, over time, like it will be interesting to see as you add even more clients, like does that experience shift? Am I needing to check in on that? It'll give you a lot of perspective. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's, you know, it's that's so easy instead of being like, I don't know how long I did, like it's just all right there. So it's easy to like schedule and do and then go back and check because it's just so simply laid out. So that's perfect. Beautiful. I loved this conversation around calendaring and Monica's morning time with her daughter. I really think that calendaring is so, so valuable and actually allows us to be more present, not less. And I think it's so true in Monica's case with, you know, not knowing if her daughter is going to wake up because if she knows what the puzzle pieces are, they're easy to move. If you don't even have the puzzle pieces and don't have the top of the box, (laughs) it's really hard to put them together. So ultimately, 
calendaring helps you be more present, not less, because then, for example, when her daughter wakes up, she can be present with her knowing she can move those pieces, right? Versus feeling like, but I was supposed to do this and I don't know and when and when and when, right? She just knows the answer is clear and is obvious, right? It's also going to help us because it's going to be a tool that we use to collect data and invest well in the future. Just like if you were playing the stock market, you would watch what was happening and see if you could invest better. And calendaring is the data. Moving the puzzle pieces is the data to see where can I invest my time better? What's working really well? What didn't work so well? Where can I make a better investment that gets me a bigger return in the future? So looking at your time in that way is absolutely magical. It helps you be more present. It helps you be less frustrated. It minimizes decision fatigue and it helps you to invest better in the future. So if you're not doing it, I highly recommend trying it. Okay, cool. So what's going on for you? I know you have the challenge next week. What do you kind of want to dive into today? Get support around? Give me a little brain dump there. Okay, so maybe a little bit about the challenge. Um, I have been doing like I have the promo post been doing those every day. I'm going to be doing a live later today. Um, the signups haven't been as good as the last one. Now I haven't checked in a few days. But do you have any advice around that? Like I feel like so what I'm doing is like the top five mistakes I made in business mm -hmm. and how it kept me standing still so that they can, you know, learn from them and not waste the time essentially. So it's, it's five days long. It started off as three, but I realized like I just had so much more to talk about and I didn't want to cram it together. Yeah. Um, so like mindset, imposter syndrome, um, like kind of like delegating when you need to things like that, that have wasted time for me. And I'm talking about it, but for whatever reason, maybe it's not resonating or people like, is there a way for me to talk about it differently or get people to sign up? Because it is in my group. So I know that um, the people who had said they wanted to learn about imposter syndrome are already in there. So they just might not be signing up because they're like, well, it's just going to go on in here anyways. Well, so I would say a few things. One of the first is, and you know, I'm always going to give you a hard time about mindset is yeah. that you're like, the signups haven't been as good. You know, I haven't checked in a few days, but the signups definitely aren't as good. <laughs> like, I think that you yeah. have to give, they may not be, and we can definitely talk about how to, how to get them up. I'm certainly not like trying to ignore that, but I think there's just such an easy way there where like day, like when we're only promoting a challenge for like two weeks or less, like a few days matters. So if like a few days yeah. we spend time telling ourselves like, but it's not as good. They're not as good. They're not as good. They're not as good. Like we're just like in that mentality. And honestly, it usually makes us pull back from promoting too. We're like, oh, they're not as good. So let me pull back and figure out what I need to change. Okay. Right. Versus like, how do I go deeper? Like, how do I get even more in it? How do I like, so I think you have two choices here from, from that perspective, right? Okay. One is check them often so you're not making up a story. Or two okay. is don't check them at all and don't even make it about that. Okay. Right? So so it depends on which feels better for you. But number one is more like give your brain the evidence of like, wait, people are signing up every single day. Mm -hmm. Wait. It did grow. Wait, it is better than it was before. Wait, it ac I actually have more than I maybe did at this time last time. So what's happening right now is you're comparing the end result of last time to the midpoint of this time. Mm, Does that yeah, make sense? Exactly. 
Totally. And I know last time, because it was my first one and I didn't want the pressure and all of that, I didn't really check the numbers. So I didn't really care. Like I was just super excited. So I think maybe just by doing that will be good. Right. And so you like, but that's a good illustration is you don't like, you don't even remember what they were mid, mid range or whatever no. midpoint of. And so we're, we're literally just making up a story that the numbers haven't been as good. Okay. hundred percent. Right. And so, um, shoot, well, I just lost my train of thought about something I was going to say. Oh, I know. I was going to say truthfully, most of the time in, in things like a challenge, most of the signups are at the end anyway. So I have a feeling that you're probably not behind at all. Okay. You know, again, though you might be, and it's not to make that wrong or to say like, oh, you're lying, but it's also like, don't tell yourself stories either. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, for sure. And if it felt so good to do it last time like that, sometimes you can think about doing it again. What what comes up for me is like, what gets you in the place that makes you want to like go hard and promote more? If like not looking at the numbers is what really kind of gets you in that place where you're like, oh my God, signups are amazing. Like I'm going to share this even more, even more, even more. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the numbers. (laughs) Okay. If looking at the numbers excites you and you're like, oh my God, every day someone's signing up, I need to look at these way more, then that's okay too. What feels true for you there? Um, right now, probably not looking at them so that I can focus on promoting it more and just holding that excitement. Right. I think that'll be good. And that's just like good perspective to give yourself, right? Which is what I have to be focused on is what gets me in the energy that I want to be in. What gets me showing up? So if I find myself saying stuff like, you know, whatever the sign up certain is good and I notice myself feeling bad, that's just like a, a, a thing to trigger like a, oh, interesting. What can I shift here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, as far as like incentivizing, I think number one, the first question I have is, do you feel like you're promoting it a ton? Are you like, honestly, I really am out there sharing it all the time and I'm just not getting the results I want? Or are you like, oh, I'm really not? Like what kind of comes up? No, I could definitely do better. Um, like I know I am putting my promo posts out there, but I can definitely be doing better. So what would that look like? Lives. I've been wanting to do live, like just short lives to talk about it. Um, I just feel like that would be really easy. And I might be able to like explain or, you know, because the posts. So for whatever reason, I write like really long posts. I just, I, I struggle to write short ones. So I feel like it can kind of be a little bit quicker in like a short little live. I could get everything out rather than having like a big, long story for them to read. Well, I think two things are true there. One is like, heck yes, right? Go talk about it on live. And I think even more than that, it's like, go talk about it as much as you can, right? Okay. So if you're like, well, I'm just putting out some posts here and there, then like, for sure, definitely get on the live, definitely do the thing. I think a way to treat it is like, this is my thing right now. Like, I want everyone to know about this thing. So everything I do is dedicated toward having people know about this thing, right? Okay. And then as far as the post, I think that that is really kind of like where your power lies. And what I mean by that is 
you're like, oh, I can see how I can get wordy in post and that could be a deterrent. Like you're starting to collect data, but then I think what can happen is then we go, oh, but I just write long posts. Okay. Instead of like, oh, data. So I, I typically write long posts. Let me experiment with getting myself to write a few shorter. It might be a little bit more difficult, but I'm going to work through that, right? Okay. And let me see if that makes a difference. Okay. I love that. But you see how cool that is to be like, well, I'm noticing something. Yeah. I'm noticing that this could be a thing. But then it's that end component of like, so how do I get in my power and do something with that data, right? Yeah, exactly. What kind of comes up for you there? Is it like, I just don't know how to write a short post? Is it that I'm just not trying to? Is it just that I've told myself otherwise? Like what's sort of the gap there? No, that's just so simple when you connect the dots like that. Cause it's like, like really? Like I did, I couldn't think of that, but it's just like, yeah, like break it up, piece it together, you know, and make it work and like, just kind of like work with it. So I'm going to try that. Like, cause I have it all written out. So it's just as much as like, you know, piecing little bits together to kind of make it a bit shorter and seeing how that works. So it seems really simple and I could totally do that. Yeah, I think that um, that's, it's funny, just, you know, again, and I'm like, basically a broken record, but like, that's why mindset's so useful is because the, the frame is usually like, oh, I'm not good at that, right? Or I don't know how to do that. And then when we're like, wait, no, that's just interesting. And I, of course, can do that. <laughs> yeah. So different, right? Yeah, definitely. Another thing that you said was that you think maybe people in your group aren't signing up because they know it's going to be in the group. Mm-hmm. So two questions I have, are we saying that it's going to be in the group or you think they just assume that or are we like specifically saying that a little too much or what's that piece? Yeah, maybe I'm saying it too much. Um, like you're saying, and it'll be live in the group kind of thing. Yeah. Or like, I forgot what I what I had written a few days ago where it was like, yeah, our next challenge here, like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like they just know it's there. Yeah, well, I think that's a really, really good um, note because totally, like they might even think they don't have to sign up because you're saying it's here, right? Okay. It's funny how we don't realize how, like, we are so the guide, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So if you're saying to them, like, hey, our next challenge that will be in this group, they're like, oh, great, so exciting, right? I'm ready. They're not like, oh, I better still sign up, even though she said that it'll be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would change that language a bit. Okay. The other thing you can do is, and this is something that um, is totally up to you. I really, really don't feel like there's a, a, a right or wrong answer here. And I certainly don't want you to feel like, oh, now I have to do even more. But What you could do is make a workbook associated with the live stream series. Okay. And so that way you can say like, even if during it, for example, if somebody from your group is watching it, you could be like, but if you want to be able to go through the exercises that I'm talking about or whatever, right? Okay. Sign up here. So that way we're capturing people from your group in that sense too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's what I did last time. And I talked about that quite a bit. So I think that that'll help. Right. Totally. And, you know, I think that 
you could keep it much shorter and simpler. Don't feel like it needs to get crazy. It could be like literally one page for each day. Okay. But that is like the incentive for people that are in the group and watching and haven't signed up, right? Okay. For sure. Okay. So workbook. Does that feel easy to do based on your topics or does that feel a little bit? It feels easy. Okay. Yeah, it feels easy. Beautiful. Okay. And then lastly, talk to me kind of about the marketing message. Like, obviously it's like, don't make the same mistakes, all that, but just kind of share with me like the main message you're leading with and let's see if there's like anything we can tweak around that. Um, okay. So I wish I had everything pulled up, but so like I, so it's, it's five different days and I've set it up into five different categories. So like mindset being like stuck mm-hmm. in a bad mindset or not even realizing you are, cause those were kind of the two that I had. Mm-hmm. So t- talking a bit about that and then, um, imposter syndrome, um, how that's keeping you stuck and standing still, even though, you know, you want to like get through it, but still you can't, like you haven't been able to, um, delegating and making use of your time. So one thing that had happened to me is that, you know, I was doing it all and then got overwhelmed and, you know, burnt out or, you know, scaled or wanted to grow too fast. So there's like, for everything, it's kind of like, there's two subjects for each category where like, so yeah. So like the delegating one where you, all of a sudden you, you know, you got excited and you hired and delegated and you're like, oh my gosh, like I actually don't need these people kind of thing. So I, I really don't think I'm talking about it too much. What do you think you're saying in your marketing? Like, how's your, like, what's the marketing message around that? Like around signing up for the challenge, around what they're going to get out of the challenge, that that kind of thing. Um. So I've just been really focusing on learning from my mistakes, so that they don't have to stay stuck anymore, and they can save time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a hard time here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what do your people want? Yeah. Um. So. The the main thing that kept coming up was the imposter syndrome one. Um, I I know when I was trying to pick a new challenge, that was one of the things that they kept wanting to hear more about. I'm just pulling up my yeah. So so I mean more like broad scale, right? So like they don't actually want imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm teasing, but what I mean is like what they want is their next client or something, right? Yeah, they want to like, so they, they want a few things. Yeah, they definitely want their next client. They definitely want to feel confident enough to show up and know that they can get their new client um, by stop comparing by stop standing still all of those things. Um, A lot of them also recognize that their mindset is kind of shit right now. And they don't know how to get past that. So even if they have, you know, done the courses or hired the coach, they're still stuck. And that's pissing them off. So I, I totally agree with you on all of that. And I, I'm definitely not in disagreement, but it's so much simpler than that, which is like they want clients okay. and money <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever, like some version of that. Everyone that's ha- in business wants money and success basically, right? Yeah. And the reason I say that is because what, what we tend to do sometimes is sell the, the thing like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome versus selling why they would even want to deal with imposter syndrome, which is to make more money. 
Okay. Does that make sense? So it's like, we'll sell something like, um, here, here's a good example, right? Um, someone was, was telling me about this recently, how they looked into Sarah Blakely talking about that, but she sell like, do you know what Spanx are, right? Yeah. She yeah. said that it took her years to realize, um, that she wasn't selling Spanx. She was selling like the outcome of it, like looking really amazing, feeling really, um, amazing in your clothing, that kind of thing. Like she's not selling the Spanx, right? Yeah. Um, I, I will have to ask my my client where she found that, and we can we can link that up. But um, it like I think that was such a good example because it's like sometimes we get so focused on sell the thing, like don't make my mistakes or figure out your imposter syndrome. But why would they want to do any of that? And we have to keep going under, under, and under because if we're not marketing to that, mm-hmm. they're gonna go do the other challenge that tells them they're gonna make more money. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? What comes up for you there? Totally. That makes perfect sense. Um, yes. I'm excited to go through my promo posts and see what I can do about that. So the, um, the result that we've often talked about the most is like make more money and grow your business without having to be in it 24 seven. Right. So that's, that's the result for everything you're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even when you're marketing the challenge, like the whole point of like learning from your mistakes in this challenge is so they can have that sooner, quicker, easier, right? Yeah. But it's still that outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. I think that one thing that can get confusing is that we'll, we often are like, well, but there's so much more to it, or it's not like it's this fully comprehensive course on exactly how to do that or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like the only point of what you're teaching is for them to get that. Are we promising that that's the only thing they'll have to do ever and ever? Amen. No, of course, right? Yeah. But if we're not tying it to that, I just feel less incentivized to do it in general. Does that feel true? Yeah. You know, this is a conversation that has come up before, but focusing on your result and your marketing is everything. I just cannot stress that enough. I think it's something that gets people tripped up all the time. I'm sure it's something Monica and I will even have to talk about again because that piece is so small and so simple, but that's why we often forget it. And so we can get so tripped up in the who and the how and the what do they want and all this stuff. And we have to keep going back to, but this is the result I help them get. And I loved that example my client gave me about Sarah Blakely, because it's not even about the product itself. It is truly the result we are always, always selling, whether we are a product-based business or a service-based business. And so my call to you, if you're listening to this, is to just, know and remind yourself and pay attention to often the number one result you get your clients. If you have to write it on a sticky note on your computer or put it in a whiteboard in your office, focusing on that, marketing to that, creating content around that will change the game in your business. Cool. So anything come up around that or is that like super easy? I just hadn't thought of it. Or is that, is there anything that's kind of like feeling odd about that? No, it feels good and it'll be easy to kind of go and make sure everything's tying back there. Okay, so edit, we'll put on your little list here, edit promo post. 
And also yeah. same thing for your content and your live streams. I think that's in general, like we just want to make sure that it's all tying back there. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's why like you even talking about passive income is totally in alignment with that. Right. Yeah. It's that idea of the, you know, make more money, grow your business without needing you 24 seven. I mean, passive income is totally relevant to that. Saving money, being smart in your business, totally relevant to all that, right? Yeah. All these mistakes, totally relevant. So my point being, you're very much on message. It's not like you're like going off <laughs> off course here, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It's just re- reinforcing and reminding your audience that that's true. That that's yes. the result they'll get, that that's the thing we're focused on. Yeah. I think what can yeah. happen is that it feels so obvious for you. Like, well, why would I teach any of this if it wasn't <laughs> to make more money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we don't keep saying them to that to them, they're not going to make that connection, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. And it's funny that that'll slip and I won't remember it. But then I know you're like in every one of your lives, you're always repeating like, yeah, mindset strategy, strategy and execution. And that's why people are saying it now is because you've said it for like three and a half years every day. And so it's just like, yeah, this is my, my message. Mm -hmm. So, so this is what I have to constantly be saying and making sure that everything ties back. Totally. And actually to, to take that even a step further, when I say mindset strategy and execution, what I always say is like, Mindset, strategy, and execution is the framework to get you everything you want in your business. Yeah. To get you all the results you want in your business. And so I'm always tying those two things together. Mm -hmm. So it's like the process and the result. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so that's why people are saying, oh, I want mindset, strategy, and execution because they're like, well, that's the thing that gets me everything I want, right? Yeah. So for you, it's like, well, that's why I want to like learn from Monica, because the thing I really want is to not make those same mistakes so that I can make more money and have a business that runs without needing me 24-7. So the more you can tie those two things together, the more your clients will start to tie that together in their minds and feel like, of course, you're the person to help with that, right? Yeah, perfect. The, The downfall is that it's so intertwined for you, which is great. <laughs> but it's just that we forget to say it sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So we're going to do a workbook. We're going to go market more. You're going to get on live stream more. We're going to keep tying it to the result. Anything else around the challenge or what else did you want to kind of dive into here? No, I think that's good. I did want to throw something by you. and. The only reason is because I kind of feel like my messaging call isn't tying into people that are interested and have questions about like passive income. And I've had a few people reach out and it's like, I didn't really feel like I had anything to offer besides like, you know, yeah, do you want some advice or how can I help you with that? But it's like, you know, when someone's like, oh, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. And you're like, oh, I have, you know, my 30 minute messaging call, I could help you go through X, Y, and Z. I kind of want something that's for people that are interested in, um, you know, the passive income and the investing part of it. Yeah, I think that what I would say here, and I want to like, 
challenge you to to find what this line is for you. But I think that what you don't want to do is start splitting your business almost, right? Okay. Where it's like, so for me, when I hear that, I'm like, well, it just depends on how far along we're trying to capture people. I think what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like you're trying to say like build a business so that you're going to be able to be smart with your money, invest in the right way, be strategic, not be in it 24-7, get but also like what your people are most presently worried about is like get that next client so they can do those things down the road, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to straddle that line and it may not be messaging anymore. It might be something else. But I think you also don't want to take it so far where it's like I'm doing calls on investing and stuff like that because okay. then we're kind of like really splitting the gap here. Does that make sense? It does. And that's a good point. I definitely feel like a lot of like most of the people I've had the messaging call with, you're right. Like they just want their next client. They want their new business to start. So it's, it's like, there is a bit of a gap, but it's not as big as I was just thinking. Totally. So it might be like, it might not be the messaging piece anymore. You might be like, okay, the more I'm like in this and doing this, the more I see that this one particular gap is the thing that's keeping people from building a business that, you know, they can scale without being in it 24 seven. So they can ultimately invest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But you also don't want to be like, again, this is just an example and I'm not necessarily saying that you said this, but like doing the call on like how to invest when they're like, but I haven't even made like 50 K yet. What you're really trying to help them do, I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong or if you're wanting to go in another direction, but is really set up the foundations of a business that allows them to scale into that, right? Yeah. Does that feel true? Or are you feeling like, well, kind of, but I'm kind of wanting to change that or what sort of comes up there? I mean, it does feel true, but I still kind of feel like, like for instance, okay, so there's people that I've talked to that are just starting their business. Like it's Mm -hmm. brand new. They're just starting. They just want their first or next client. But then there's also people that have, you know, been interested in just like learning about saving how to be smarter with their business. And they've had like they they have an established business. So again, it's kind of yeah, I I guess I just have to think about this a bit more like I I definitely don't want to up and change everything. Like that's not the point. And I could see how you're like, well, it's all tying back to like, you know, the foundations and creating a profitable business. Um, But I just don't want to be like constantly speaking to, you know, the newer person, if there's, if there's just a variety of people, right? Well, I think it's like this, you have to decide what you think makes the difference in that. And that's what you have to speak to. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's like, if you think messaging is like one of the things that makes the biggest difference, no matter how far along you are in your business, having a rock solid message is the thing that changes the game, right? Okay. And that's what you have to speak to. If you're like, honestly, it's whatever, I'm just making something up, right? But it's like Mm -hmm. being really data-driven, looking at your profit margins, doing all this, even from day one, whatever, right? But there has to be this core thing where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're in business for two years or have one client. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff that makes the difference in building a business that doesn't need you 24-7 and actually making money and scaling, right? Okay. So that's really this the thing that you have to speak to. And that way, like, you're not discluding anybody. But I think what you don't want to do is put yourself in a position where you're jumping around based on where they are versus you having that 
clear core message of what you believe is the difference maker. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So again, like let's use mindset strategy and execution as an example. Like for me, that's what I think is the difference maker, right? Yeah. So if you're have a million dollar business or if you don't have a client yet, I think it applies, right? Yeah. And so for you, it might be messaging. It might be something different. It might be whatever. But when we go very far on the spectrum, like to investing as an example, right? Mm-hmm. That's really more like a tool. It's not the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? Does that make sense? It does. So what kind of comes up for you there? And, and also, I know you you know a lot of this and have explored this before. I think it's just worth like revisiting, right? Yeah. And I definitely think it's like, I'm excited to revisit it because yes, like I do agree that messaging is important no matter what stage you're in. Um, but I think what I want to do is just, you know, take my core message. So the profitable business that doesn't require you in it 24 seven and just like kind of do like a brainstorm and see what else comes out that can be geared towards the beginner and can be geared towards the experienced business owner, all wanting that same outcome and just see if something else comes up that feels good. So two things I want to reinforce here. One is I think that, you know, go back and look at your notes because you have done this before. Yeah. Right. And so you might look at them as a container to revisit it. But like this is this was something you did like right off the bat. Yeah. So give yourself permission to like not reinvent the wheel too, but go like, okay, so what was I like really thinking about this? Because I have the knowledge and experience and I have done this exercise. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And again, it might change and certainly it makes sense for it to change as you change and evolve. But but This is sort of like the evolution, right? Is that we have containers to build off of now. You don't have to go back and start at square one, right? Yeah, for sure. And then two is, I think that what can happen, and I'm not sure if this is what's happening for you, but I just want to offer it, which is like, once we start feeling those clients roll in and we start feeling that momentum, like almost like a scarcity can come up, like, but I could help so many people in so many ways with all these things and all all this stuff. And like, but these people I could help invest and these people I could help with this and these, right. And what I really want you to help your, your brain get on board with is this idea of like, these are the fundamental things that I help with. If you need that help, then you're a good fit for me. If you don't, I wish you well. (laughs) So one thing we really talked about was market research. And Here's the truth. I think market research is useful, but we can't always make moves based on what people are asking for, but we need to figure out how it strategically fits in with our business and if they want to pay for it. So the example that we use with Monica of like some one-off investing advice might not even be something they want to pay for, but we can get really caught up sometimes, I think, once we start getting visible and getting out there. When a bunch of people just ask us for a bunch of things, we can feel almost a little bit of scarcity saying no or not giving someone the thing that they want or getting really, really focused on what it is we do and how we serve and what our specificity is, right? And so market research is useful within that context, but when we start to go and build our business based on what other people want and not what our expertise is or based on what other people want and not what our foundational result and um, expertise is, 
it really can harm us rather than help us. And it can become very confusing because when people wanna talk to us and buy from us, it can often be hard to say no. But it cannot be the only thing dictating your business. We have to look at how it strategically fits, what makes sense if the market actually wants to pay for it, if it makes sense for us to get paid for it. So not just going, what do the people want, but how does this strategically fit into my business is the game changer for making market research work for you, but not dictate what you do next. Okay. Does that make sense? So like if somebody, I've, I've actually had this experience before where somebody filled out like my whole questionnaire for a discovery call and was basically like, listen, I just want your help with strategy. Fuck mindset. I don't believe in it. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. But like, we would not be a great fit. Could yeah. I help her with strategy? A hundred percent. But like, that's, that's not what I believe makes the difference. So for you, it's like, I'm just making shit up here. This I don't even think this is it. But like, say you decided that like messaging, visibility, and um, like looking at data and profitability were like the things, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody came to you and was like, I want to figure out like how to scale and invest in a different way, you would want to look at their business and be like, well, are these the things you fundamentally need help with? Mm-hmm. If so, great, we're a good fit. If you feel like, no, these are really not the things, then it's okay to let that person go. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So it's just kind of finding that line for yourself where you're like, this is what I can get bought into that I help with fully so that I don't have to feel like depending on who comes to me, I almost want to shift. I want to feel like I shift based on like what I believe is the absolute difference maker. Does that make sense? Yeah. So any thoughts on that or are you like, I just need to like go think about that and brain dump on that? Um, No, it all makes sense. And I'm just, I'm excited to just kind of like revisit those notes that I did the first month we were working together um, and just see, because like, you're right. Messaging is super important Um, for whatever reason. I'm just kind of feeling not like I, like, you're right. I don't want to split it up. I don't want to have like A and B for two different people. Um, I just want to see, like, I'm more curious to see, like, is there, like, have I evolved? Is there anything else that I can put in there? Totally. And listen, you could change the messaging call tomorrow. That's not a big deal. Right. Mm -hmm. But the thing to remember is that you want to do it in this strategic way where you're thinking about the business and this all encompassing thing versus like, well, I'm having some people reach out and they're interested in investing. So I'm doing that call. Does that make sense? It does. And you're exactly right. Yeah. But that you makes might sense. Be like, you know what? It's not messaging at all anymore. It's actually this thing. And strategically, it makes sense for people, no matter if they're coming to me, they, they need this thing, right? Yeah. If they're coming to me, there's no way we're not going to talk about this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And so when you like find that and then if somebody like came to, again, it doesn't have to be messaging. It's just the thing on my mind at this moment. But if somebody came to me and was like, no, 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 I don't want to talk messaging at all. That's not a thing for me. Mm You would be like, well, listen, that's like one of the biggest pieces of what I do. Just like I said with mindset, right? So if that's not a thing for you, like, we're probably not, I'm not going to be able to serve you the best, right? Yeah. But again, it may totally not be that. So I want to give you like full permission to change the call. Yeah. 
Does that make sense? Like full permission to be like, this is no longer the thing. Yeah. But figure out what that thing is where you're like, no, no, no. Like this is it. Like if they don't want to talk about this, (laughs) they're crazy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. So truly, 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 this whole idea of figuring out what your thing is and really serving from that place and that result is so important. So you really have to figure out what your thing is so you can serve from that place and you know stop confusing yourself or your offers and really give yourself permission to shift as that evolves. I completely did. Like I started off being totally focused on content and I really evolved to the mindset strategy execution framework. There is nothing wrong with the evolution, but it has to be about you and what your thing is and what you really do best and what your true expertise is because that's the thing that people want to buy. That's the thing that will make you a thought leader and stand out. And it doesn't mean it never shifts, but it shifts because you shift, not because you hear something from someone else or because you see a better market over here. It shifts because you're like, this is truly the thing I'm stepping into. And so for you and your business right now, I want you to ask yourself that. Do I really know what my thing is and am I serving from that place? And is it tied to the specific result I get my client? If that is true, you can nail your messaging, you can nail your offers, you can nail your marketing. And if it's not true, you have to get those in alignment in order to take your business to the next level and to let it be as successful as it can possibly be. Does that make sense? It does. And I mean, yeah, like, It might not even change, but just going in to look, you know, and then having that, you know, like you said, it's got to be that one core thing. And if someone doesn't want it, then it's, it's just, it's part of what I do. So it won't work. So just having that in the back of my mind, as I'm like, you know, going back and looking at things feels good. Yeah. And I think like for me, when I think of niching, that's real niching. Does that make sense? So it's not just the like, well, I help people who are at this piece of their business in this way with like one thing. It's more like, I know what my thing is and that's my niche. And so I want the people that want that, right? Yeah. Like if I'm a marriage therapist and someone comes to me for something else, I'm like, no, I'm a marriage therapist, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like finding that balance for you where you're not cutting a ton of people off that you know you're a really good fit for but you're not having to mold your business for that either, right? Yes. Yeah, those are good points. Okay, so I know that I'm basically a broken record this episode, but I gotta say this one more time. Knowing what niching really is, is super important, right? Which is basically knowing exactly what problem you solve and how you solve it. I think that so often it it, it can get made out to be so much more complicated than it is and we can hear so many things about it and there's so many courses and strategies and thought processes around it but like that is the most simple I can make it and as always when things are the simplest they're the best which is knowing exactly what problem you solve and how you solve it. So when I started to decide that MSC was going to be my niche and I was getting a bunch of feedback that that didn't make sense as a niche, I felt like, well, of course it makes sense because I know exactly what problem I solve, which is to help people make more income. And I know exactly how I solve it by helping them look at mindset, strategy, and execution in their business, right? And so it didn't matter where they were in their business or what place they were at or, um, you know, how long they had been in business. I guess I just said all the same. (laughs) 
fit in like three different ways, but you get my point. All of the minutia didn't matter because I knew exactly what problem I was going to solve and exactly how I was going to help them solve it. And so if you're feeling confused about niching or picking a niche or all of these things and you've done all the questionnaires and asked yourself like the million prompts, just ask yourself that. What problem do I solve and how do I solve it? If I know that, everything gets easier. If I still haven't landed on that, marketing is going to be much harder. So that's how we're gonna end this today. I know I've said that a million times, but know what you solve, know your problem, know your results, and everything transforms. And I also think, I think the investment piece is really important and a beautiful thing, but I also think like, what you're really trying to do in general is like help people build, right? Yeah. And you're right where it's, it's not like, it's not the, like, I love, I love talking about investment and passive income, but I think the one thing that kind of gets you there is profit. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, so it's not just, you know, how can you invest or how can you do this and that? Like it all starts with profit and, and that, so it's like, it's, it's breaking back. Like, you know, what's the, what's the goal? Okay. Well, profit to, you know, have the space to not work 24 seven. And then like, where does that start? Like that foundational piece. So you're right that it's not like just about investing because that's, you know, over some people's head right now, they're not even thinking about it, even though one day they might want it. It's coming back a bit and seeing like, where does that start? And that does tie into a profitable business that does, you know, doesn't require you working 24 seven. Yeah, totally. I think that that's that thing for you where it's like, I don't want to be, I think, I mean, again, you can totally change your mind, but I think you're saying like, I don't want to be just like a one-time consult on investing. Like I want to have a build your business coaching program and whether it's building your business from square one or scaling it or creating more passive income, it profitability is still the thing. Right. And so I think that that's where you have to give yourself a little permission is like, like, and I'm not saying anyone's saying this, but just to like underscore this is like, you're not getting your brain picked on investing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You're like, let me help you build a business so you can invest, which are very different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Leading to the same place, but it's still like you're not in that place of somebody being like, well, tell me how to invest in real estate. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, tell me how to build a business so I can invest in real estate down the road like you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So sit with that, think on that, go back and pull what you look, uh, what you've created, use that container, revise it, update it, use your new data and experiences, and then let's see what kind of comes from there. And we can kind of, um, you know, bat that back and forth in base camp and see, see where we land, but really give yourself that permission that you can totally change the call. You're just going to do the, like the strategic piece first. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thanks. You are so welcome. All right. Anything else? Any other questions? No, that's it. Thank you. You are so welcome. All right, my dear. Keep me posted and congratulations again. I'm so proud of you and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. 
And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.